Bad news, people. Peggy is homesick. Oh, please. She's stuffed up, achy, and suffering from intense malaise. Oh, come on. We all have intense malaise, right? I just spoke with her. She's in bed. Yeah, let me tell you something. This is all in her mind, okay? She's insane. She thinks I made her sick because I coughed on her doorknob, rubbed her stapler in my armpit, and put her keyboard on my butt. Yeah, she's a wacko. April 5th, 2020. Hello, folks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your first official quarantine lockdown twip. How I, about it? I guess so. We're stuck here with each other, so you get more of us. So I hope no one is suffering from intense malaise. We don't want any of you to be having intense malaise. No, because you're beautiful. You're all beautiful, and you should not be malaise <laughs> That's great. Don't be malaise Don't be malaise You know, when people catch the intense malaise, it's not their fault, so... No! I mean, it's the fault of someone. to not be intense malaise Well, they could try. They could try. We're all trying they to not try be malaise And see what it's like. Don't catch the malaise, <laughs> folks. Be safe out there, would you? That's right. Let's talk about some news. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so this is coming a month early, but I wanted to mention it because I know I'll forget it if I don't. Because it, it was last month that Joe J. Thomas, our preview trailer announcer and seminar writer and actor from many different shows, uh, told me that in May he will have been the preview trailer announcer for Pendant for 10 years. Oh my goodness. Can you believe that? Joe! 10 years. Joe, you've been with us so long. That's amazing. He has such a great announcery voice for those trailers. We should send him something. Oh. Maybe some Reese's Pieces. Not intense malaise, that's no. for sure. Some candy. Reese's Pieces. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Where'd you pull that from? I'm just spitballing. <laughs> 10 years, maybe 10 packages. No, that might be Spitballs not to be included in the package. No, those no. would be bad. Those yes. would harbor malaise. <laughs> Intense malaise. Possibly. In any case, that will happen next month. So I wanted to mention it because I didn't want to forget it because that is Yay! that is some amazing stuff. So Thank you he's so great. much. He's great. And he was, he's actually, get this, this episode's interview guest. <gasps> How about that? That's Wonderful. It's all Joe in here. So in case you're thinking, I wonder what Joe's up to. Now you're going to know. You're going to find out gonna real find soon. Out. Yep. Okay. Our shows, most of them anyway, are now available on iHeartRadio. And oh my goodness, that took a while, but we got it worked out. It was a bit of an ordeal. Uh, getting through to them, I had been trying again for quite some time. It was kind of like Spotify, uh, where you'd try to submit them and you wouldn't hear anything for months and you try again and you wouldn't hear anything for months and you try to get some help and you wouldn't hear anything. Apparently they don't realize we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I finally, uh, I submitted them again and didn't hear anything back, but I was able to locate a customer service thing that worked this time. And someone got back to me, which was cool. And they said the reason that our shows hadn't been added, that they hadn't been telling me for years and years and years, but is that, okay. You're all stuck at home, so now you're going to get a this tiny, is boring. a tiny little coding lesson. In a podcast XML feed, just like on most websites, there are tags that tell the feed what to do. An opening tag and a closing tag that says, this is the link to the episode, or this is the title of the episode, etc. 
There is a tag called GUID, which I believe stands for uh, global global something unique ID I- identifier. Yeah. So what uh, we had never used these in our feeds. And I would always run our feeds through a feed validator. And it would say these feeds were, uh, th- these GUID tags were missing, but iTunes never cared. And iTunes was what, like where, you know, 90% of the audience came from. And there was they were the big podcasting, you know, hub. And so I was like, well, I guess it's not that important. So I never really worried about it. iHeartRadio said, you don't add those in. We can't put your podcasts into our platform. Yeah, iHeartRadio required the GUID. And so what this is, it's it can apparently be whatever you want to call it, like whatever you want to put between the tag, but it's a, a a global identifier for that specific episode. So that should you change the web address of the episode, but the GUID stayed the same, the podcast program would know that you had already downloaded the episode and wouldn't grab it for you again. Which is actually kind of cool and useful now that we know what that is. Right, except that the main uh, thing that people put in these GUID tags is the URL to the episode. And in fact, if you don't put that in there, all the feed validators tell you that it's not valid. Oh, that's interesting. And each episode entry already has the URL for the episode MP3 file twice. So now it's in there three times. So I had to go into every single Every single one of our shows, and for every single episode, add a unique tag that repeated the, that episode's MP3 URL. So it took me weeks. It took a long time. It took a very long time, but I got it done. And so now, if you use the iHeartRadio app, our shows are up there. Have a look, see, listen, see, a listen, <laughs> a uh, listen, see, a listen, a look, listen, a listen, um, whatever. So basically, you're welcome. Check it out. <laughs> Or tell me if I did it all for nothing because nobody uses the iHeartRadio app. I don't know. Okay. Whew. Uh, that was mostly uninteresting. And I said, oh, that's interesting. But then I remembered I'm a technical human and that's not good. Okay. A technical human. A technical human. We're all technical humans. Are we? Are we though? Technically. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I got okay. it. Move on. Cat Pride has let me know that work is continuing apace on the Genesis Avalon sequel series. Series. Patriot. Serious? Serious? It's, it's a, a serious, serious series. series. <laughs> um, she's shooting to have the first half of the first season uh, scripts done by the end of May. And then the second half of the first season scripts done by the end of July. And the, the whole point here is that we're going to get the whole season written, edited, revised, and locked in before it goes to cast or any production starts. And a lot of people don't have a lot to do at home right now. So this works out really good. That's actually what she said. She's been really able to focus <laughs> in on it really well. So, um, but yeah, the, the hope there is that then since Kat also, you know, directs the entire show that she is not overwhelmed with writing and directing it ongoing all the time. Yeah, because that's a lot for it anyone. Is a lot. So um, in any case, in the next end of the next uh, couple months, the uh, first half of the, see, what are you, what are you squinting at? Oh, it's you. It's you poking your mouse pad. Like, there's a little box that pops up with shift and alt and weird things oh, every time you lean on, on the, the top of my track. Okay, I figured it out. Pad there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was not entertaining for anybody. Sorry. I'm not going to cut it out, though. I know. We are maintaining our level of professionalism. <laughs> our quote-unquote level, yes. Um, in any case, that is going forward. So we're still on track to hopefully debut 2020, but it will definitely be around the tail end of the year. So 
we'll give you more info on that as things come through. Yay! And the last thing I wanted to mention that we've been posting on our social media feeds this past week, the shows that we have with rather expansive back catalogs, because we hear a lot of people are stuck at home with a lot of time on their hands. And they might want to listen to stuff. And if you want a lot of stuff to listen to. We got you covered. We got you covered. Our longest running shows was, you know, our first uh, Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion, the sci-fi action comedy set during World War II that is an homage spoof to old-time radio. It's a complete series of 50 episodes. And then we have Seminar, of course, our long, long-running anthology show with episodes in the 90s still ongoing, taking open submissions from everybody. And then there's The Kingery, of course, our... Longest running, most popular show, our sci-fi crime drama, rated R. Don't listen when the kids are around. And that's got over or 100 episodes. Or if you do listen with the kids around, be prepared for some uncomfortable questions. Yeah, don't come to us with those yeah, either. That's no, not... that's, that's your business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that has over 100 episodes. Its 10th season is going to be wrapping up in a couple of months. Yes. And then there's The Pendant Shakespeare, which has episodes in the 90s, and it's an anthology show of Shakespeare's plays and sonnets and poems. Not in the 1990s. <laughs> no, episode number in the I 90s. I know. It's just, it was funny. Okay. Okay. And then there's Genesis Avalon, which is a superhero mythological show uh, that we just mentioned that the sequel series is coming to later this year, and that has a uh, complete 50-episode run as well. And so all of that, that's like... You've got over 300 episodes just from those shows to listen to, probably closer to 400. And then there's all of our other shows that have, you know, smaller back catalogs, but they're also there for you as well. So that's like so many hours. It's hundreds of hours of free entertainment we've put up for you. So don't get overwhelmed or anything, but it's there for you. It's there. Yeah. Check it out if you need need a new listen. Yeah. From Los Angeles, California, in the middle of this zombie apocalypse, we have Joe J. Thomas on the line. Oh. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. It's, I'm busier than I thought for the apocalypse, and it's not you know, hunting or you know killing zombies. Huh? Well, didn't you do something with a game with zombies, maybe? Sure. I'm sure I am <laughs> I'm sure I was a zombie and I killed a zombie <laughs> and something with zombies. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How are things out in California? Uh, really quiet. It's uh, you go out and there's a lot less cars and all the highways are empty. And um, there's the, all of the grocery stores have done um, lines outside. So everybody's mm-hmm. spaced six feet apart and they only let so many people in the store at a time. It's, mm-hmm much more sane in a lot of ways <laughs> <laughs> well it's definitely taken some getting used to here in uh georgia i've been pretty much living out of my basement so <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah we're we uh when we first went to um uh like there's a local store called trader joe's here mm-hmm. we yeah we have that here oh you do okay yeah we went yeah. there and and we were there before all this stuff happened and my mm-hmm. wife goes I didn't know they had toilet paper and she just grabbed the pack. And then the next <laughs> week all this happened and every shelf was empty and no cleaning products. And we've mm-hmm. gone, what the hell happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's been kind of insane how how much stuff has disappeared and the, the things that have disappeared what was really cool is a um an article uh that had pictures of you know in the mass hysteria of everybody taking everything off the shelves what's left behind yeah like the the lime flavored doritos or chips or whatever <laughs> um yeah, one one certain kind of peanut butter nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. last thing all, on earth. All the clean. Well, we go to the cleaning aisle, and the only stuff left is like Fabuloso. And I look at the label for Fabuloso, and they don't claim to have anything that cleans anything in it. There's no bleach, no chlorine, no. You're like, <laughs> so that's why this is still here. I guess it works, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's water. Yeah, it's it's pot water. water. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So staying safe, staying healthy. Yeah, good, actually good. it's it's not too bad. We we used to eat out a lot. So now instead mm -hmm. we're cooking we're cooking a lot. And mm -hmm. I I'm I'm sure we're saving a lot of money that way. Yeah, yeah. I bet uh uh food.com or or whatever is getting a lot of hits for people going, what do I do with all this stuff in my pantry now? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I don't know. But fortunately, my wife knows how to cook. And there you go. she keeps saying, you know, you said you know how to cook. I said, I said, I know how to bake. <laughs> different, completely different. <laughs> yes. When you're hoarding, remember to get stuff for, to make cakes and brownies because you want to enjoy your solitude. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we buy baked goods because she doesn't really trust me near the stove. <laughs> <laughs> Basically nice. a dog who talks. You know. <laughs> You've played one of those, haven't you? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I probably have. <laughs> so um we have questions. Hopefully you have answers or this becomes very short and one-sided. Yes. Um let's let's talk about something um not depressing like the zombie apocalypse. Um let's talk about Henderson and Havner. We haven't are are, are you missing the old Henderman? Yeah, I still do him from time to time. He's one of the for, <laughs> he's still one of the forbidden voices at my house. You, know. <laughs> you mentioned that last time. You're not allowed yeah, to use yeah. his voice. And there's a we actually passed uh, there's a in in Pasadena there's a an abandoned building and there's actually a plaque on the side that says Henderson Building. So <laughs> whenever I pass it, I'm like, "Hey, babe, there's my building." <laughs> <laughs> she's like shut up <laughs> nice very nice yeah yeah i'd love to i'd love to see season 18 or whatever season we're on. <laughs> has there has there been any talk i know jeffrey and susan are slammed and huge busy and all that but has um henderson and havner come around in rotation for you know when we last left our heroes I, th I think they I think they want to. We've chatted occasionally about it. There was mm -hmm. I, I sent them one text where I said, you know, in if, if you should have Henderson visit Japan because then everybody can call him hentai san. And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there's a plot line. <laughs> hentai san. <laughs> or at least, you know, like a mini episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now they'd probably have to put, you know, Henderson and in, in Mad Max and the apocalyptic world or something like that. That would be really cool. Of which, you know, what actually surprised me, I thought about it this week because I was thinking about the interview and I went, 
I went, wow, radioactive radio kind of knocked it out of the park, didn't they? Yeah, just thinking <laughs> that. How, I was like, huh, this is not that far off. <laughs> I have to get uh, Jack Cock over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be a hoot. All right, well, Jeffrey, Susan, I know you're going to hear this. So hopefully we can hear you and and M again. That would be great. You guys are fantastic together. Yeah. Did you guys coordinate and, and talk about some of your stuff together before recording, or was it just all separate? It's mostly separate. I think we had like one chat where we coordinated on one of the episodes, mm -hmm. and then neither of us seemed to be able to get our times time schedules to match. So mm. it was, I you know. Well, you guys are on the opposite ends of the country. Yeah, I did a lot of my stuff just kind of as written with a few minor things thrown in. And mm -hmm. I think she carried most of the weight by doing a lot of improv with her end. And then they just <laughs> cut it together so it sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all are very good at making that all come together and putting the pieces in. And that that show is just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm hoping to hear some more of it. Yeah. So, um, okay, moving off Henderson for a while, you had three roles in uh, our latest collaboration with Jeffrey Thorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, Gymnasium. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. How did that How did that come about for you? What What was your interest in getting into that? I was um, I saw the I saw the audition come through, and sent a note to I sent a note directly to Jeffrey, and I said this looks really cool. And he said, yeah, why don't you send in some stuff for it? And so he suggested a few of the parts and I'm like, okay. So I, I sent it in and it was one of those, you know, send it and forget it kind of auditions. Cause it turned out really well. I, I liked, I listened to, to a lot of the episodes and it's hard for me to, it was hard for me to tell kind of where the graphic, the graphic novel was the basis, but I didn't know how much, Jeffrey and Susan wrote in operation with him. Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. One I'll have to ask them. <laughs> the skiff controller was more of a, a minor role, and then you did uh, Belanoff. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was fun too. Yeah, and then of course Red. Now Red was an interesting character or an interesting take on a very old character. So how did you approach him? Um, he, uh, he, the way it was written, he struck me as kind of a gentleman, almost um, like an old Southern gentleman caller kind of figure. The, the mm -hmm. guy, kind of guy you meet at a party and you think, I is old money and mm -hmm. everything he needs and pretty much has connections everywhere. Really at peace with who he is is kind of a monster <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i i think it's been out long enough for um spoilers so when um when you did him was there anything that you brought to bear from other things or anything that we would know about um i do i i pulled some from 
uh, just just doing um, kind of uh, Eastern European, Romanian mm -hmm. type of accents, hearing that they'd want something like that, but not, you know, not uh, full full on Bela Lugosi. <laughs> right, right. So I gave him a touch of that, and I kind of mixed it with an older older voice to to um, mm -hmm. out the character, and then personality wise, I was still thinking rich guy who has everything right right including eternal life <laughs> okay and so now you've done the kind of the short miniseries style role and you've done the season-long productions that we do do you have a particular preference do they feel different for you or is it just okay this is what i need to record for this particular episode slash part one of a couple i i there's a yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good question the there's a for me there's a difference it's kind of like the the series roles are um explain this the the one shots where it's just a character like red mm -hmm. that's got a you know story arc and it's i think the character's a bit deeper overall but mm -hmm. then with the series ones, you have that uh, somebody writes a new episode and sends it to you and you go, oh, this guy. Yeah, he's fun to play. He's It's got that familiarity <laughs> to it. Um, okay. There's pluses and minuses to both. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you look at your approach doing Red and your approach doing Henderson, it's it's totally different for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think I... Although Henderson is by nature a much more shallow character, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I think but that doesn't make think, him easy to do. No, no, but I, I think, I think for the series, the series ones, if it's one after the other, I think any given episode, the character doesn't have to be that deep because over the course of the episode is where you get the depth of character from, and. Mm -hmm. Other ones, you only have the one shot to get the whole real personality in there. Right, right. Okay. Well, definitely, I, I loved you as Red. I thought you did a fantastic job. Um, hopefully, um, you know, they're, we're, they hinted at maybe doing some more Dreamnasium stuff yeah. of Mr. Thorns. So hopefully uh, we'll get to hear you continue on maybe not necessarily as red but as a another character yeah yeah that'd be fun and then uh we just had come out a well, not just it's been a little while now uh, let's see seminar 90 seminar 90 that came out yes those of you who are hearing the clicks in the background i am cheating click, click. seminar 90 released december yeah december yeah that's right yeah Pre-apocalypse. Pre-apocalypse. Pre-zombie apocalypse. When the world was still new. Hero Justice. A uh, seminar short that you did. Yeah, that was the first one, first one that I wrote and and appeared in. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I haven't I hadn't written any other audio dramas before and got a huge helping hand from Jeffrey on exactly how to do it correctly. Mm -hmm. He's good I, at that. I, yeah, I started out and I had the idea for, uh, okay, 
So I'm not giving away anything because this is the basis of the episode. There's a guy named Carl and Carl is in his mid fifties and used to work at a day job kind of cube farm thing. That's when his superheroes emerged. He has three of them inside of him and those people in his world, they, their superheroes come out a lot earlier, their teens or early. They have one. So for some reason, this late life blooming kind of superhero thing happened with Carl. So it's like a revolving door. Um, mm -hmm. only one of them can be out at any given time. And each one has completely different powers. So, and, uh, completely different weaknesses. So one is impervious to bullets, you know, but can, can be, you know, burned. And the other one is, is can't be shot, but you know, magnetic weapons affect him. So, um, I thought it would be an interesting dynamic to have a guy in that situation, Carl specifically in that situation, Rogers, the story first, mm -hmm. just kind of a narrative. It's a Jeffrey. And he's like, I like the idea, but this is audio drama. <laughs> 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 you can't just have a narrator reading this story to people. You have to have the characters talking to each other, which seems obvious, but at the time that hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, so, Rewrote it, sent it back and forth a couple times, and finally came up with a version where there was an interesting angle on the characters when they're inside his head, they can still talk to each other and they fight a lot. It's like having <laughs> like having three roommates stuck in your head. So um I I I thought it came out very well. It, the um the uh directors and the the other actors, it all fit together. Uh I'd kind of like to turn it into some sort of a series but i'd have to find time to write more i was gonna ask it sounds like it 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 begs to be expanded yeah they they basically on the first one uh he comes into the office and uh the government the feds are waiting because there's a of course a, a bureau of of heroes that has to to have paperwork and there has to be a corporation and they check to make sure your powers haven't changed and all the other fun stuff. In the middle of him him being interviewed, there's a call and they solve one issue. All exhausted and his assistant says, yeah, you know, show up at the conference room. And he's like, why do I have to go to the conference room? Well, the feds are still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to, Hero Justice, which never, this isn't actually revealed in the episode. Hero Justice is the name of the corporation that he find, founds. Okay. Is where they all hang out. Uh, there's advertising and marketing people and people who make the costumes and it it's a big enterprise. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it would be fun to write one if I ever find more time again. That would be cool. I think we've had one seminar, maybe two different seminar stories that had um, like a sequel. Yeah, didn't wasn't there? Those were a while back. The time wasn't there one something that spun off, or wasn't there one that spun off into a series? Um, didn't know for sure, but I don't think so. I think there was talk of it at some point. I I don't think so jeffrey 
could comment <laughs> after the interview. <laughs> after the interview, Jeffrey was there. <laughs> All right. So are you thinking you're you're if you do another seminar, it might be a sequel then or would you be doing something entirely new? Yeah, I'd probably write a sequel just because I I felt like there's a lot more to the the characters and their interaction. Very cool. Well, hopefully, you know, during the zombie apocalypse, you can find some time. <laughs> You would think, but I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I'm much more busy, um, as you know, because we've had to reschedule um, uh -huh. than I I thought I would be. So hey, it's good to be busy these days. Yeah. So then also you've got one other thing that you've been doing with us at Pendant. You've been doing the trailers. Yeah. Only at PendantAudio.com. And really, you're not doing those anywhere else? Well, that's good. It's only, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this a long time. Uh, yeah, I ran, I ran into a uh, face, Facebook sent me a, you know, those historical reminder posty things. Yep. And, and it's like, uh, you did this for Pendant. And I looked at the date and I went, that's 2010. <laughs> uh, i've been doing this for 10 years 10 years wow yeah sent jeffrey and susan a note and said hey guys guess what is it time <laughs> to pass the torch yet who wants to take this take it from me <laughs> well i remember you were doing some stuff with the um the shakespeare uh trailers yeah. you, you became yeah, your yeah. own little character there for a while yeah yeah actually that was that sometimes uh, a lot of the trailers are pretty straightforward. You know, it, mm -hmm. this is happening. Then this is happening. They decided to really f with me in the. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, let's mess with the announcer. Was that Landon's idea? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like, hi, Landon. Yeah, why not? Let's just <laughs> let's just go into the booth with the announcer and mess with him. It's like the sonnets were in my head, and it's like get mm -hmm. it out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was fun. <laughs> awesome. That yeah. That that sound that definitely gave it a different you know because some of our Shakespeare stuff is pretty you know straight laced, and then some of it was just kind of very different. You know, comedy verse done as a western. Yeah. That was cool, and then you had. um Romeo and Juliet is an 80s sitcom. So it, it definitely gave another spin on the whole trailer, trailer piece. Yeah. What do you got going on outside of Pendant? Uh, well, I still do um, video games and, and uh -huh. uh, anime and dubbing and cartoons here and there. Um, I saw a Boom Beach commercial on TV and I was, I was able to tell my wife, hey, I know who that is. It's doing the voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those... Those were those were fun to do, and actually, the the company was really cool to work for too. So mm -hmm. that, that was uh, that's 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 been a while, but they were running they were running them forever. Um, but uh, as far as what what people might knew, uh, let's see, um, I'm in a series, uh, season one and two on Netflix called uh, uh, Archibald's Next Big Thing about okay. a uh, about a chicken who is not chicken. He wants adventure. So he and his friends go out to find adventure and there's a lesson in every. It's great. Okay. It's, if you have kids, very fun, 
kind of. It's just gonna ask what the target audience is. Okay. Yeah, I play. Uh, I play a video game dolphin who um, sounds a lot like Max Headroom. Mac, Mac, Max Headroom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that, and then uh, if anybody plays Pokemon, which I heard is a popular thing. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm Professor Oak in Pokemon Adventures on your phone. Ah, yeah. very nice. This is really cool. Uh, that that one came down the pike, and I went, "Oh, Professor Oak," because <laughs> I don't play most of the games I'm in. <laughs> ah, you play that one, huh? Did yeah, actually, I downloaded <laughs> it for my phone, and it's it's a fun little fun little game. Uh, it's um very straightforward and you can you build your team and you go catch catch pokemon and you have your pokeballs and mm -hmm. i'm i'm told by the youngsters that that's a popular role <laughs> <laughs> very cool yeah and then uh anime stuff i'm i'm always doing something and i'm never sure exactly what's been released or what i can talk about so uh, okay so at, yeah. you, you you've done anime stuff yeah, yeah. Monster, okay. Bleach, uh, do -ra -ra -ra, um, things like that. Excellent. Excellent. All righty. So, um, bullet questions. Ready? All right. Favorite Marvel movie? Uh, Doctor Strange. I like Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite DC movie? Equal time. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to uh the batman with michael keaton very good uh favorite pizza topping pizza topping these are totally Ooh. random meatballs <laughs> i like the meatballs meatballs favorite muppet favorite muppet uh beaker beaker nice okay. um all right so now that we've got all all nine i guess we could call it star wars movies out favorite star wars movie I'm still going to go with episode four, the first one. There you go. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for spending time with me today. My pleasure. I'm glad we could both find a time that worked. <laughs> yeah. It's just been crazy. Can people find you on social media? They can. I'm somewhere on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm Joe's Voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also have a blog called Joe's Dump at joesdump.com, which has completely random stuff. Are you still posting there? Yeah, I, I used to post every Monday, but uh, I got to 300 some posts and I decided I was going to just post whenever I felt like it. So there's a mm -hmm. there's a section on on voiceover business. If you're interested in how to get into the business or just some general articles on it, there's an animation mm -hmm. section. I do parody songs. It's like I said, it's all over the board. Oh, you do parody songs. Have you done a coronavirus parody yet? Because we spent a good chunk of the day, my family and I, watching them on YouTube. The other I, day. Re I recorded somebody else's. The, there were lyrics out there for uh, I am the very model of effective social distancing. And I did that one. I just oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I didn't hmm. I didn't put it on YouTube or anything. I just recorded it and sent it, put it on my timeline. I think it's on Facebook somewhere. Yeah, there are a lot of those out there. There's a ton and a half. That's why I kind of said, nah. The the one I'm the one I'm currently 
sitting on because it's not out yet is a Billy Joel parody, and it's half in Spanish and half in English. Okay. Yeah. Is it a coronavirus spoof or is it a just an, a parody in general? Oh, it's just a parody in general about me learn. I've been learning Spanish for about two and a half, three years now, so it's it's a parody uh-huh. about me me learning Spanish. So that's why it's, it's half Spanish, half English, and the half Spanish part is half right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and can you say which Billy Joel song you're uh, using? It's, yeah, it's it's uh, it's you may be right. I might be crazy. And in, instead, it's it's uh, you heard me right. I'm speaking Spanish. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you'll have to let us know when that that goes up over on uh, the pendant discord and uh, get some uh, people headed your way. That sounds funny. And here's some of the other stuff. Uh, if you listen to Dr. Demento, he's got an online show. And there's mm-hmm. also I've also got a bunch of songs up on thefump.com, F-U-M-P, which is a funny music project. Oh, cool. Once again, thank you. Um, people can find me on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. And on Twitter at J-G underscore Q-A. Joe, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Glad we could uh, find out where to connect and when to connect. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. <laughs> Jeffrey and Susan. Yes, they're there. Um, before we, we kick it back over to them, I just want to say to everybody, please stay safe, please stay healthy, um, distance your socialness, and, you know, just wash your hands and all that stuff that they the CDC puts out there. But just take care of yourselves. And, you know, some people have it easier being at home because they've got people with them. Some people don't. So just remember, you know, everybody's going through stuff, even if it's different than your stuff. So with that, everybody take care. And we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, April 8th, The Kingery, Season 10, Episode 11. Well, holy f***. The whole gang is practically here. Next time on The Kingery. Is that Hebe? I don't mean anyone any harm. I'll give you my word. Maddie, put the gun down. You're not serious. He is the only reason Locke and I got off that planet. He got us this far. I told him he'd earn a fair shake from you guys when he got here. Look, things are about to get really crazy and I need you to get somewhere safe. You are not serious. Of course I am. Getting the Kingry back is not gonna be easy. I don't even know if we can. Are you scared? No. Proximity alert. Cap, we got company. What kind of company? It's the rustlers. They must have had more than the guys we killed. We need to move. Now! Only at PendantAudio.com Oh, today's gonna be so long. Before you jump to the other one, I just want to mention that Pendant Shakespeare is on a a sort of mid-play hiatus this month, one month off, and then they'll come back in May to finish out uh, Troilus and Cressida. Oh, cool. So go listen to some other Shakespeare. Yes. Maybe some sonnets. Or get caught up on Troilus and Cressida before it, you know, finishes up. Or that would work too. Yeah, Yeah, do that. Okay.
And Mage and Machine is still on hiatus, but it is also back in May. So you can look forward to that. Get caught up on that as well, too. Only four episodes. It's a quick catch up. Go Do for it. it. Coming out Wednesday, April 29th, Seminar, episode 92. Next, on an all-new Seminar. August 18th, 8.30pm. St. Constantine's Church, Saratoga Springs, New York. Researchers, Drs. Megan Gareth and Giuseppe Bianchi. Archaeological Biology, Columbia University. No assistants or grad students. There are ancient stories that should be left buried. The priest was overseeing renovations to this 200-year-old church. Work crew discovered a hidden room. Small town PD doesn't have the resources to deal with it. State troopers aren't interested because the body is so clearly old. Joe! So we drag two hard-working scientists away from their research to... Holy shit! is that behind the wall? And there are new territories that should be traversed carefully. ML1C3, Megalapse 1, Companion 3, at your service. Oh, uh, yes, you are, aren't you? Am I correct in assuming that your end goal is to remove your loneliness? That's an odd way of putting it, but I guess... For even actions born from good intentions can lead to unexpected consequences. The plague was killing people by the dozens. People demanded an answer. A solution. Doctors couldn't help. Priests couldn't help. So desperate, those in power turned to an older method. Do you have, uh, defense protocols? Just that, 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 that. Defense protocols. Explore the terrors of the old and the new in stories written by Patrick Reagan and Jeffrey Bridges. Coming April 29, 2020. Only at PendantAudio.com La la la, the show is almost done. What? Words. They didn't hear our off-mic conversation. They don't know what, they have no context for what you're saying. It doesn't matter. (laughs) We're just going to say random things to them now? I think it's what our listeners have come to expect. Mm. Mmm. Fair. (laughs) Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter at PendantWeb, we are on uh, Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. You can find us on YouTube at Pendant Productions. And you can also drop by the Discord and have a nice chat with us. Been a little quiet lately. We've been a few weeks without releases. So stop by. A good time to, if you got questions, you want to say hi, you want to talk, whatever, we're there. Drop by and say hello. The link's on the website. I don't know what happened to my voice there. It just kept going up and I couldn't stop it. It just went up and up and up and up. <laughs> we'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. And everybody stay safe. Social distance. Six feet. Don't get too close. Keep yourselves healthy. Dude, it's like every TV show, even HBO, is showing COVID-19 commercials. But I just tell No them one wants to hear the same. I'm just telling them everyone you're con- we're concerned.
Take care of yourselves. That's take all. Take care. Just take care. Thank you. Fine. Bye. No, because you're beautiful. You're all beautiful, and you should not be malaise Only at PendantAudio.com. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.